0: Baseball fans, we are back. Speaking of sports, I'm your host, Ray Chippione, along with Chad, the Wiz Grimley, and the Godfather, who is high atop the financial (laughs) district from the Grimley Financial Studios. The Godfather, Chuck Grimley. Guys, are fighting Phillies, three out of four from Colorado. Yeah. Are they good wins, or is that a triple-A team we just
1: beat? Hey, it's a great point. Welcome, everybody. I got to tell you, not the least bit impressed, underscore, uh, Exclamation oh. point. Uh, and because I don't really think Colorado, say the same thing for Detroit, the Reds, maybe, certainly Oakland, I don't think they are Major League Baseball. I think fans that, that attend those games and see, watch every play attentively, stuff like that, really want to enjoy the, like, the nuances of baseball, and the difficult angles, backup throws, little stuff that great players do naturally. You don't see any of it. They, they're they at bats or not competitive at bats. I'm watching them swing with balls bouncing. You can predict it because they're 0-2 and they're going to bounce when they swing. And I said to Marion, you know, this I don't care if the game's two minutes and 37 seconds. This is hard to watch. I mean, honestly, and this is going to sound ridiculous. We're not supposed to talk about our amateur sports just for 30 seconds. I watched a double header softball Saturday, and I watched uh, Colin hit a ball 360 feet in sloping softball. That was the highlight of my weekend watching Colin and Chad play sloping softball. I mean, they, they caught the ball, they hit. The Colorado Rockies stink. And, and oh. a- after the Reds, I mean, it, listen, it's so artificial, whatever happens against the Reds in Colorado. Both franchises absolutely are so far below Major League standards, statistically we'll bear that out, that I don't think the 2-4-3 wins are very impressive at all. Um, and I, I think what it says is this team is not prepared to go into the, I, I don't know that I'll call it a gauntlet, but the schedule gets considerably tougher, as we will underscore in not too long from now. Wiz, what's up?
2: Well, at the end of the day, a win is a win, right? Wins three a win, out huh? of four. Right? They're not all pretty, and you certainly were concerned watching some of those games in Colorado. But at the end of the day, we're walking away with three out of four. And we're just one game below 500 now. We in Philly like, against Colorado. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, look, it's not it's not it's good in, in Colorado. It's, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. With Phillies, we're home. It's not not good. Some of those games, but we still we still won, and we're still sitting here with the team that's one game away. They win tomorrow night, we're back at 500. You win a couple more. Four and a half
0: games back.
2: Yeah, you have a good week, and next thing you know, you're one two games above 500, and now you're kind of rolling again. Now you got that. You know, yeah. you, you got everything kind of broken loose. The rust is off, and the team's ready to run. Well, Chad. Even the bigger news, even the bigger news, is our
0: very own Godfather Chuck Grimley and his new show that's coming on early in the morning. Now, what's up with that? I get to hear the Godfather as I'm waking up.
2: You you do, Ray. There's a long
1: line. I got five thousand subscribers, man. They're pounding my door.
2: All right, so we're going to be doing a uh like a speaking of sports daily, daily something edition. like that the, the daily edition where so we're probably going to start tomorrow here tomorrow being tuesday and a situation where the episode will be posted by 8 a.m hopefully at the latest I'm is our goal
1: we're going seven fifteen so
2: far that'd be better yeah, yeah the earlier the better so that we can get this show out for people to listen on their way to work or whenever they're coming home from work so it's out that day drive in the morning. time
1: buddy drive time
2: and the premise will basically be to touch on yesterday's action so if we do it tomorrow morning it'll be all about what happened you know on monday afternoon monday night games quick highlight 15 minute show and done yep. so uh, there's your daily uh, dose of baseball yep early the in the morning dose, that's it's, a great name that, Chad. that is but good
1: I
0: got and that And of course, I wasn't invited, so uh, we could we could call
1: it,
0: uh, you know. Now, Chad and Dad. I like Chad and Dad. As
1: the show morphs, we are going to work out uh, periodical guests. We're going to have call-ins, but we got to let the thing uh, get some roots developed and uh,
2: see how it goes. And hey, see if we get any ratings. Right, I'll probably be there to run some of the switchboard operations yep. and yep. stuff. But it's going to be as we get ramped, probably a, a mostly Chuck show. So I think it's going to be, you know, the daily show or something like that. Something, you know, we'll figure it out, but that'll be, it'll be all posted under speaking of sports. So if you're speaking of sports, listener, you won't have to go anywhere. It'll just be showing up on the same spot each day when you want to check it out.
0: Chuck in your nightmares. You won't be having a nightmare as your radio comes on to wake you up yeah. and you hear that raspy fellow in the morning. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, it's funny. My, my Marion was asking me this weekend about some of my openings. And I got to tell you, uh, proof in the pudding, I tried 20 different openings, and I, part of my language here, I suck at every one of them. I mean, you do a great job of that. Chad did a nice job of that. I have an absolutely worst possible radio voice for an opening. It's unbelievable.
2: Yeah, the, the last thing I'll say about the show is the new show is because of The Daily Show, we're, we're going to make Speaking of Sports, our weekly show, turn actually into a bi-weekly. Right, right So right. Uh, it, with today's airing being Monday 20, the 24th, the next Speaking of Sports episode is, is look, most likely going to be filmed uh, Monday... May eighth, the long version, the long yeah, version, long the version, the long show, and Tuesday through Friday, maybe even Monday through Friday, right. on those off days, right? We're gonna have the Daily Show At, with Chuck. And one caveat:
1: so, when, Cha- when Charlie and Bauer with this, it's forty five
2: minutes. When they're not, a half hour. Yeah, we'll try. So with yeah. that note, with us already seven yep. minutes in, let's get yep. into the Phillies no, let's here. Let's do it. Let's do it.
0: Before we get to the Phillies, I got two things we got to talk about real quick. First of all, Oakland's moving to Vegas. But not even that. How the hell do the mighty Padres with Tatis, Soto, Machado, Cronworth, and Bogarts, let me just give you their averages real quick. Tatis is hitting 167, Soto 198, hello? Yeah. Machado 220, Cronworth 231. I mean, what's going on? they got nope. a 216-team average and a 680 LPS, hey,
1: Great mind. You just destroyed two pages of my notes. I guess I can – here we go. Good. Whip them up and I just shot him in the trash can. I made the shot, by the way. Um, listen, one of those guys alleged elite superstars, in my opinion, humble opinion, he could get the bust stamp out. There it is. You heard it, I hope. It's bust. You know which guy it is? Who? Soto. Bust. No. Yep, 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 yep.
0: No way. I,
1: I will give you purpose now to follow the box scores like I do every night and morning. I
0: will. I'm going to give I you will.
1: purpose, and don't make me start texting you, you know, when he's over for 4, like I used to do Pete, you know, some basketballs. Listen, um, he's a bust. Last year, he, I think he stopped working. I watched his work ethic when he was in town. Balls he didn't go after. Um, and I don't. I think he's got Bobby Abreu, who's in all the talent in the world, but I'm not sure his off-season, uh, they call it off-campus program, is what it should be. And that's speculative. But um, look at his numbers last year, the decline, and so far this year, that's kind of.
0: Well, he's still only 14 years old, right, Chad? Yeah,
2: <laughs> 24 he's, now, so yeah, he's still very. He young. is, he is <laughs> young. That means, he, that, no, means, that
1: means he's going to be a bust for a long time. But what do you, what do you think, Wiz?
2: I, I wouldn't know if I would say a bust. I okay. mean, last year he did finish with a 400 on base percentage. They walk him. They walk him. This yep. year he's leading the league in walk. So, yes, he's hitting 198, but he has so, a three. Uh, uh, well, well, we say that again? Baton average, saying 198. Your Honor,
1: I'll stop there. We rest. No, okay, but we'll, he has a 67?
2: three. 370 on base percentage. They walk him. They do walk so him. So he is still getting on base. Now, that's not what you pay Juan Soto for. We don't Thank pay him you. to walk. He's not a leadoff hitter. He, he, he is an all-around type of player. Uh, he needs to hit for power, and he's not doing that right now. Did he does you use that four homers? But no OPS is 750. Is <sighs> just too low for a guy for OPS, how much he's seeing The paid. OPS
1: is 750, did you say? 750. That's yeah, too low. Oh, darling. That's too low. Yeah, he's got a career
2: 940 OPS. He's got to get back to 900.
1: I think you just heard Chad very quickly try to insert uh, he's got a 940 career and 740 now. Net 200 below OPS career, right? Yeah. Huh? As far talk, as
0: my math it talk is. talk
1: to me, big fella. Talk to me.
0: Yeah, I think it's the money. These Bus. guys, listen, you're right. These guys got paid. You're right. And now look at them. Now Machado, he don't have an excuse because he's been paid. But, and I'm telling you, these guys are eating out. They're yep. they're they're pigging out. Hey, yep. look, even Trout gained weight after his first year. They moved him to left field. But, uh and and I got proof. As he was at my brother's steakhouse, my brother called me and said. You can't believe how much this guy eats. Now that's just clean up. and that's a true story. He's like, he had two apps. He had two of everything. Yeah, and then he didn't. The, the, the next year when he came, he stayed for five ten minutes and went and trained, and he moved back.
1: Remember last year when we called Trout one big hard muscle, and then and two days later MLB show said, "Well, Trout's Trout's one big hard muscle now." From and they weren't implying steroids; just saying how big he got through weightlifting. And uh, y- yada, yada. But listen, I could be wrong about Soto. Now, in terms of Tatis, I think he's got like four at-bats. He just joined in.
2: He just came, he yeah, just came back.
1: And and uh, Chad's got to do this. Bring up his minor league numbers, bud. Who? T- uh, Tatis. This is unbelievable. I know it's a small sample size. Nevertheless, I'll give you something you have never seen in minor league baseball Wait till you hear, wait till you hear uh, Tatis's
2: minor league numbers. All okay. right, he, uh, this this year, he was in the minors for eight games in AAA. He had 39 plate appearances, and he hit 515. 515. <laughs> uh, 590 on base percentage and a 1.8 OPS.
1: And Collins' numbers were better this weekend.
2: They were. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, anything's possible. We'll keep an eye on San Diego. But... I, I'll say this. You just don't see that type of abrupt change, you know, in the team statistical lines too often. I mean, they yeah, shorts early get marginally better, absolutely marginally worse. You, you think March you is going down. to OPS? What would you set? Let's, let's fly back to the Phillies here. What would you well, guys – go ahead, go ahead. Chuck, you said that doesn't happen, right? No, it's, it, listen, a marginal uh, softener increase – of metrics, you don't what see Scott, Marsh, and Castiano taken. My God, that's because a, they wow. just flipped the other way. That's the second time you've read my mind. It's like we rehearse this, but we know, Hello. we know better. Right? We know better. We try to get Ray on the phone on Sunday night with, "What's it like trying to get Ray on a Sunday?" Well, hasn't yeah. it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, it's Easter Sunday. No, Ray, that was last Sunday. Oh, that's right. Yeah, well, I'm doing this I'm selling <laughs> The meat man, the meat man. Oh, I got all the
0: meat you want.
1: But you sell the good meats. You sell the good meats. I was going to ask you and Chad today. I've also been told to call Chad the same thing. I call him Bud Wiz and Chad. Figure (laughs) it out. Do the math. What's Marsh now? OPS. 1,200? 1,200. Ray? What set the over under for Marsh's final OPS this season? Before you do it. Bud, you got it too? Yep. I want to say on a count of three, I want to hear both of you bark out loudly the marsh over under uh, for the end of the season. One, two, Eight
2: hundred and fifty.
1: Okay, eight-twenty-five between you. Um, and I had written down eight-twenty-five. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. I love that. So... Now I'm going to be full of intrigue watching the rest of the season yeah. on Marsh's OPS to see how close we set the over under eight hundred, which by the way is still a fantastic OPS.
2: Eight hundred OPS is probably a top seventy player offensively. Yeah, good, 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 maybe good. a little maybe a little better. Good frame, something like that. Good frame.
1: Yeah,
0: and of course those awesome announcers at Peacock <laughs> said that Marsh has come into his own and he's showing everyone that a, what a premier player he is.
1: Come on, man. What, well, I mean, what are you going to say if you're announcing a guy who's twelve I mean, hundred? I mean, give the Devils, darn do. I got another trivia question for you guys. Um up, but I did have a trivia question for you guys, except I'm getting old. I'm gonna
0: old. say test them. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. What do you say? I'm testing his ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally.
2: Yeah. Uh um, how about which uh which superstar Phillies player isn't performing well this year for what he's being paid? Well, we know that. And that's Trey Turner. Yeah. Trey Turner. Right. 770 OPS and hitting for zero power.
1: I warned you guys, not warned you, I talked to you guys.
2: I'm not yeah. zero power, but it's, it's not what it's. It's, is it, it's way below his career numbers. Hey, Philadelphia, Trey Turner is a single setter.
1: Get used oh, to God. it. Get used to it. Listen, his career look, OPS of forty Yeah, he leads. He leads the league at triples. <laughs> What's that? Dad,
0: how do you feel? How do you feel when the announcer says after the game, "How's it feel to get your first home run <laughs> the stadium?" Oh. I mean, what are you supposed to? Well, like in other words, yeah. I would have I would just walked away.
1: Like, I just why I, don't
0: you just ask me what you want to ask? God, it took it long yeah. enough, didn't it?
1: All right, let's go back to Marsh so I could set the frame for my trivia question. Come on, what, what coach? That's kind of a hint right there. If I didn't give the trivia question away, what coach should be humiliated that he coached Marsh? Prior, I think I just gave it all answer, but I mean, who would be humiliated if you were associated with, with Marsh? Think about it the Angels coach, which which one? Uh, the guy from the Cubs, yeah. The but Galactic. I mean, what, what, in what capacity? What, what's the name the, you know, what, what type of coach? What type of hitting instructor? You got it. If you, if you were Marsh's batting coach. Now, I'm not saying he's going to stay at 1,200. We're saying eight ain't a quarter. But even if he does that, if you bring up his career, and this guy comes to Philly, and before he does all this, six guys from the Phillies organization, Charlie and Bo included, say, we're very confident we can change this guy's technique and get a lot more production. You never, ever hear that. You don't hear that, Ray, right? You've been on no. baseball as long as I. Am. I mean, nobody wants to set anybody up for failure, so pros don't talk like that, okay? They're they're superstitiously, you know, founded. so they all say that. So you you go, oh wow, he's he's set up for failure because if he bats two forty like he did, you know, for the Angels, and then they describe what they did to him. He was too upright. He was he was basically smothering everything and inside. And now he's got his legs underneath him and he's squattier, and that's the difference and a couple other subtle things. All right, so if he has a monstrous year. What does that reflect? Because we talk about why the Angels can't win every week with that lineup. Correct. How about the little things? How about the way you instruct and teach and develop players in that instance? You guys respond to that.
0: Now, you mentioned the Angels. First, of all, I'll answer your question about Marsh. Did you hear what they said about our hitting coach? Two things. Two things. The players love him because he does he keeps everything simple, okay? The simple things he does, like, you know, a guy that's up too straight, straight up, you know, he, he squats him down a little. But they said yesterday that he's the premier hitting coach in all of baseball. I mean, I never heard of the guy. I, I... – Oh, no, no, hitting no coach in Guess baseball. what? By
1: the way, Otani said 240, but go ahead. Oh, my Lord, buddy, who was that? Yeah, when well, we bring your buddy on the hitting coach for the Marlins, uh, Frank. Manichino, you know, my buddy. When's he coming on? I'm going to call him for next week. Uh, and he still, he still doesn't know you're a part of the show. I want to surprise him. I'm going to call him. Go ahead. I'll tell you a quick story. He's going to say that uh, he is the best hitting coach in baseball. That he was... Well, I think he was with the Mets and the Yankees. Everybody said the same thing. But back on point, the fact that Marsh is this productive. Chad, what do you have to say? I think I've got all three names by now. don't
2: <laughs> believe. I mean, obviously, his current rate. Real not or not same. real? No, it's not real. Not real. It's okay. No, I, I look at his minor numbers, minor league numbers. They're average. 770 OPS in 2018 and 130 games. Yeah. And a 776 OPS in 2019 in 100 games. Yeah. You don't just magically become... You don't. Become Call it, say a 850, say a 900 ops right. elite player right he's not he's not that uh i i think marsh will finish the season you know around uh, a 270 75 mark i think he'll have an ops of about 800 or so well that's you know, not a bad season no but is he, he and is he an elite hitter uh no, no no he's not is he a top 50 hitter no is top 75 no i don't think so
1: will will you Will you anoint that much progress over his career numbers before he got here is really spectacular? You're Bro, talking. What's, what's spectacular incre- about
2: these numbers? uh Oh, look at his career numbers. Will
1: you please give me the lift factor between Anaheim average career and here and now and what we're projecting?
2: All right. Last year in Anaheim, he had two twenty-six. Um, slow was it down, for OPS. our listeners.
1: They say we talk quick. Two what? Two twenty-six. Stop, Your Honor and uh, uh, Counselor. And where is he now?
2: Right now, he's at three sixty four through twenty one games.
1: Okay, and what are you projected for the end? Two seventy five against two twenty six.
2: Yeah, two sixty. Is that pretty? Is that pretty spectacular? No, that's not the question. You're, okay. you're changing the premise of is he better than he was in the Angels, or how is this guy overall as a center that's fielder? A, that's exactly what I'm asking. Short version: not a good center fielder defensively. Okay, we know that, and he will be right about a middle of the pack average center field hitter. Because of how good he started, maybe slightly better from here on out, whenever his cold streak starts, whether it's today or next week, two weeks from now, he will, at that point, once he has that 0 for 10 spell, look for Brandon Marsh to be as average as it comes. Raymond, if I picked your butt up
1: today in downtown Hamilton, put you in my hot rod, we go to Ocean City, we set up our little gig that we've got for the podcast. And everybody that qualifies themselves by walking by in a Philly's hat, top, whatever, gear, we stop them and we say, there's 20 bucks right there and a free dinner. Name right now uh, the Philly player in all of baseball with the highest war. Who's going to say our center fielder? 100 guesses. Three? You stump everybody, I, right?
0: I don't. I don't think. I think you get maybe one guy that figures it's a uh, trick question.
1: Yeah. Oh well, it's definitely you know, a, it, it's a, a trick question in as much as that's not what you're thinking. Um, now, some people they're starting to p- publish today. You know, because we're getting into baseball now. Now we're getting Aprils in back of us, so they're starting to say, "Hey,
2: the highest OPS." Who, who do you think will finish with better stats, Stott or Marsh? Good question. Good question. Both guys have had Stop. unexpectedly great starts of the season. I'll answer that
1: if you and Emily will buy Mom and I dinner to Capitol Grill if you put your money where your damn mouth is, which you, what you and, write, and invite Ray.
2: Okay. I'd rather go to, to Rocco's Farmhouse or whatever it's Deal. called. Ah! Deal. Okay. That Deal. place was unbelievable well, in Hamilton. You
1: can't tease everybody. You got to tell them what. what about Rocco's it
2: was fantastic. Ray, that's that's you. I don't even know the name of it. Get, Rocco's something. Give us a little uh, tag.
0: Rocco's on. in Hamilton, baby. Bar and grill. It's the best. It used to be called San Rocco's after the Godfather, the uh, place in the Godfather when they do the old uh, Italy scenes. They have a San Rocco. Um great food great but, food wow yeah here's my i think Scott. i'll tell you why because i hate marsh so much and what his do you beard,
2: wait a minute i, I don't, think, I don't think ray likes the because beard. anyone the who grows a
0: beard like that in summer <laughs> is a fool do you understand what's anyone the beard? Who, who
2: i don't i, I don't like the you, beard
0: either uh, he looks like shit I, I if listen I would uh, if I had money I would pay for him to go to the Yankees just so he would have to shave his face off.
1: They I mean they'd clean him up by accident 11. He wouldn't even get into the Bronx, you know what I mean? Oh my so god. You, I know. You didn't like our right fielder that we had that everybody said was better than Bobby Abreu would joke that Jason was. Worth? Jason Worth. You didn't like him either?
0: Listen. No, I didn't like him either because of the hair. But let me tell you something.
1: He was a punky
0: kid. You know, we're talking about Marsh and uh Stott. Who I like to say uh store
1: what's what's Charlie called <laughs> about Charlie calls boom. 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 boom and Strap Straw and Bomb. Boom. Listen
0: <laughs> What about Copsigano? Nah,
1: he's
2: dropping like a rock any day now. But let's
1: <laughs> let's let's keep keep it between the two.
2: And go ahead uh Chad uh, go first. Uh, I think stop finishes at better numbers than Slash last. line, all slash line. Just yeah, I mean, yeah. Overall better War. numbers. War. War. Sure. War. Yeah. Oh, right? absolutely. War, because Brandon Marsh can't catch a, I don't know, a beach ball out there or whatever the metaphor you want to use. He can't catch anything out there. He's such a bad How about fielder. a cold? Come can't, on, Chuck. Ask me. Fine. Ask me.
1: Well, you're up next. Me, there, there's, here you go, buddy. Go ahead.
0: Brandon Marsh will be sent to, down to the minors <laughs> oh, by the end of the year.
1: Yeah, You don't mean that. He
0: will go into such a slump. There's no <laughs> way. There is no way. All right, let's do a better bet. Who okay. makes the
1: All-Stars? Out of the three. Wiz, are you recording these bets? Because I want to pay off, you know, when October come. The, They're all, all saved. saved. That's right. So you save it. So we got a podcast. We have a podcast. And I'm, asking, the audio goes. and I'm going to go on by myself and do this. Can you imagine? Uh, Ray, that's outrageous. So you're walking back the fact that you're going to send them to the minors. You don't mean that. But what you do mean. I'm yeah, I'm you, I'm what you I'll do be honest mean,
0: with you. I said, uh, I, I do think it's not, and I just don't know how a guy could look so bad. And this is another question I got for either Boa or Charlie. How could a guy, well, actually, all three guys. Well, Frank. How could they look so bad? I mean, 170, um, and Castellanos all, all year last yeah, it's, year. It's an
1: interesting question, Ray. Good question. How
0: could they look so bad? But But better yet. Spring training. How could you make the switch in two weeks, three weeks? It's I, I, I just can't understand the, it. The
1: beauty, the beauty of this game, the very essence, uh, and and, and it, it's certainly applicable to the other the other games, is how the mysteries that you can't answer. And every week something happens. And I'll say to a, a, a baseball friend or mayor why do you think? And I get a lot of answers. I don't know. Speculate all you want. We don't have that answer. And, I mean, you can look at guys that have unbelievable, you know, dimensions and contrast each year. What happened? Guy batted 225 and 310. There's no, you know, right answer that's speculative. What happened? You know, he's he's used to his home, second year, confidence, off-campus work, all the above, seeing the ball better, um, I don't I don't know I mean um, it's crazy and again not to talk amateur sports but in the last 60 days of Chad's life you have um, a pregnancy, a new home uh, I'm not disclosing anything so far I should have um, a wedding um, things good here and he goes out and plays you know 75 golf. When that's not even close to where it was before, and he's making a 360 yard drive the other day, he's in a better mental framework. He's in a, a more not studying for the exam, right? You're in a bet- now no, you're in a better mental framework yeah. all around. You're at Well, peace. I wish my
0: dad said I. Well, I wish I had a dad, but I wish you would tell <laughs> me I had a 360 yard. Drive yeah, and,
1: and you know one thing because about Chad.
0: There's the dinner bet.
1: Yeah, Chad doesn't exaggerate how much he wipes his nose. I mean, you don't exaggerate. Your
0: you son not. did not hit a three hundred and sixty yard drive. I did. Go ahead, Chad. I did no,
1: last didn't. week, tell him the whole. Tell so him the measurement. Yeah, it. You
2: weigh six pounds. I understand. <laughs> so so, six. I understand so how much six I weigh. I love and it. I'm <laughs> just gonna tell you, it was oh, look, it was the right conditions. It was the perfect it'll... swing, and the ball went through yeah. hole two at Woodcrest or the Legacy Club's a long straight par five. It has a nice yeah. little divot about 290 yards away. If you ball get it, it's going to we'll run out. It will run out. It took a hell of a drive and a pretty nice gust of wind a little bit, and it went 359 yeah. yards Some exactly. Asshole. And you know yeah, an and no, you, no, it you, was dead in the middle of the fairway. You, you know you, Look, I'm not saying I average 360, but I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I'm not you, all, I don't average 300, but it went far. Just a good drive. Your father, who weighs more than your
0: drive,
1: <laughs> couldn't uh, hit a ball two? like that. Well, right before I got sick, Chad saw me hitting him three, uh, 300 at the Pensauken Upper Loft. But anyway, here's here's part of why. When you've got April, um, unbelievable low humidity and a little bit of a wind. We know this from the BP we used to take, Chad, when you hit the tennis court. We could predict, Ray, what were the carry days. Now, no one has ever said a certain dew point plus low humidity and breeze Equals, But then those days that Chad would hit the tennis court, which was 25% further than his routine soft toss, that afternoon in the Phillies game, they'd be saying, oh, man, is the ball carrying today? Even the line drive outs were just bullets to the wall real quick. There are certain days that are ideal for hitting a golf ball or baseball softball. And we know from coaching, we'd say to the girls, good hitting day, girls. You know, the and it's April, then the humidity is different in the summer. You don't get an April day in August. I'm not just talking temperature. I'm talking about humidity factor and all. These are the days where you see some unnatural stuff, and that's the Collins, not a great hitter. We bring this kid up in the softball team, and he hits five home runs, and one of them is 360, lands in the insurance building parking lot. I mean, you know, that's going to be hard to match, but it was a perfect hitting day. That when Chad hit the golf ball and Colin hit the sofa. And that's the point when you see Major League Baseball players, you know, have great days. Was it a good day for hitting? A lot of times it is. And you see it in April. But that anyway, happens, yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's move the show along to another point. We got it, Wiz. What have we not covered yet that we wanted to talk I about? I
2: think the, the last thing for, before we rant here is. Oh, I got
1: two things before we rant. I well, we talk got to
2: well, go quick. All right, but the
1: Braves quick. getting swept, right? Come on, talk about that.
2: So the Atlanta Braves get
0: swept. The Phillies uh, only four and a half back. Three and a half. Chad, what's going on with the Braves? Are they losing more players than we are? What's going on?
1: Before he answers, what's the biggest thing wrong with the Braves? The Achilles, the quintessential Achilles here, bud, that really kills the Braves and
2: really killed them in postseason last year. The strikeout. Oh, man, yep. he's tough. Strikeout. How do you know that? How do you, we uh, talked about it last year. Well, you we got, did the same thing why? again. Strikeouts.
0: You've got three swingers.
2: Yep. Uh,
1: hey,
0: right. Listen, three the games. guys from the island, Chuck, are hitting rocks. Can you see? When you imagine when you throw a baseball at him, It looks like a watermelon.
1: Thirty. They want <laughs> to swing like at it no
0: matter where it is.
1: 37 strikeouts. That's funny. 37 strikeouts at home. This weekend. Now, what does that also say for the Astros
2: pitching? The Astros are bouncing back. The Astros they are bouncing would. back, right? And, and it,
1: it could have been more perfectly set up where the Phillies pick up, like, three quick games. and It'll look like they're going to be forever trying to make up the difference, you know. But uh, they strike out too much. And in postseason, when the pitching gets better, look at the Yankees. The high-ratio strikeout teams typically don't fare well in postseason, and that is the Achilles here for the Braves. When their bases loaded, they strike out. Now here, everybody's asking, how can the Phillies not be in the top five run production wise? All these high batting averages and Wiz did some research, and I think everyone is going to enjoy this kernel. I turn
2: it to yep. Wiz. Look, you break it down. Why aren't the Phillies? Why are the Phillies ranked third in average, third in OPS, and seventeenth in runs per game? At the end of the day, it comes down to the high-leverage situations, the situations where they're the most critical moments of the game. If They don't occur every game, but uh, maybe runner on third with two outs and a tied game late, something like that. High-leverage situations where the outcome of that plate appearance is going to swing the game one direction or the other. And When it comes down to high leverage, home run percentage, the Phillies are are 27th in baseball at a 1.4% home run percentage. In high leverage situations, and if you don't think that matters, yeah. yep. look at the Tampa Bay Rays. They're at ten point three percent. That's the best in baseball. Obviously, their record's the best. Second's the Rangers. They're at almost seven percent, and their record's fourteen and seven. The bottom line is most good teams—they're gonna hit. They're gonna come up with big hits, big home runs late in the game when you need them to in those tight situations. And right now, you probably can't think of more than maybe one. Two max situations where the Phillies this year had a clutch home run that no, they but, really needed a little
1: better than that, but maybe not in that high leverage. Not but in the high leverage situation. Out. Yeah, I got you. if they're up five
2: you. nothing late, no, I'm not talking about that high leverage situations late in the game. Where's yeah. that go ahead home run in the eighth inning and the top of the ninth? Yeah, you know where's that walk off homer and stuff like that? That's you're not really seeing a lot of that two, right now.
1: Two of Schwerber's home, home runs of one games, and he's cost him five. He's minus three. Schwerber on the net effect. Of a win or a loss, you throw out some games where he was just neutral, but the games where he could have impacted, kind of like what you're saying, Bud, he's got two home runs that have outwardly won games. All right. And there's five situations where he could have, he didn't come through where he could have won a game. He's minus three, and no one will have that stat. It's kind of like war, uh, but it's not war. Because it's more technical than more. Or, or it's just a different... Like, I'm looking at throws where the runner's dead out. He throws the ball up the first baseline. And the runner crosses his own plate, and the catcher had the ball, but he had it 10 feet from home plate. I'm watching everything he does. Because I got a couple people, the segue, told me I'm being too critical. And my response to them was this. I like the guy. I know he's great in the clubhouse. He's a cool interview. I'd like. I'd have a beer and buy him dinner. But Here's the problem. He's got a career war of 11 divided by the number of seasons he's played. The guy's a little bit, he's not two. He's an average of like 1.6, something like that, per season that adds up to 11. And that's terrible. That's terrible. Can't we call that the choke factor? I'd say we rename it. I think he's been misused, Chad. How's he done when they do something right and bat him fourth? That's where he belongs. He
2: bats fourth. His career numbers are absolutely ridiculous. What under. are they, bub? Well, uh, it's like a 275 average, like a 900-plus 900? OBS are you sure? Over like 300 plate appearances, yeah. 900? The not guy right. in the four hole is an absolute stud, and that's where he belongs when Harper oh, comes back.
1: That's criminal because we were talking to Charlie about it last week. We didn't get any movement, we did, but you know, company guy, yeah, great interview and all, but he doesn't give you much in terms of going against the the, the trend. But here's what I'm saying to you, uh, Raymond: the Phillies now are loaded with high batting averages. That's not a typical Phillies offensive scenario, and you got this guy that's prolific in the four hole, forty-six home runs last year. Why not put him in the protection, okay, and the RBI spot where he's excelled his entire career? That's what I mean about there's an unfair disadvantage because you're not using them right. Respond to that,
2: buddy.
0: Why? Because you got Trey Turner, you got Harper, real Muto. I mean. And then fourth, Schwarber. And Schwarber, I mean.
1: Yeah, but until Stott cools down, you got Stott, Turner. I'm talking about when Harper comes back, perfectly protected by Schwerber. Fourth, that's your lineup. And I don't really care who you bet fifth, and I don't care about this lefty-righty stuff because what we're starting to see now, and we got to talk about Alvarado. I will not stop this show before we talk about that monster in the bullpen. He's delightful to see him come into a game. Oh my God! I call everybody up. Oh, he's coming in. You got to watch this cat.
0: That monster, he in the bullpen.
1: how about him? Let's forget what I'm saying. Let's talk I've about that. Yeah, I've loved him since we had. Oh, Mitchell. here goes Ray. Here goes I Ray. Did he love? Did he love him, Chad?
0: I loved it. Listen, I loved him since we had four viewers on our first show.
1: You can name him.
0: I always <laughs> say. even when he was wild. Wait a minute. I loved him when he was wild. We got a lefty throwing 102 miles an hour. Are you kidding me?
1: And... A lot of trivia questions would have been won on the Ocean City Boardwalk today, but how about this take-your-breath-away trivia question? How many innings pitch for Al Rutter? he has in 12,
2: 10.1 innings pitched. That's all. That's all 20, he's got. That's it. In 20 strikeouts. Good Lord, I think I've seen him 20 innings pitched. Because okay. 20 strikeouts. So I right. think he has to have more than that.
1: How, how many walk, You know the guy's been wild his whole career. He's been plagued by wildness. How many walks would you guess he has so far this year, Ray? None. Oh, you rehearsed. Chad sent you a text or something. No uh, walks. No year. walks. I no walks. How about. Chad's how st- busy driving golf balls, yeah. <laughs> How about strike <laughs> strikeouts per nine innings? Give me that. Two. No, strikeouts.
0: Oh, it would be two. Two per inning. It's uh, it, 18. 17.4. It,
2: yeah. Very good, Ray. You know how
0: what? You doing? How you doing? The
2: meat bed is hot. Ray's Ray. having a good
1: day, Ray. Ray You're don't. having your best day yet.
2: I'm on fire, guys. The meat bed is hot. Hot today. Ray's having a good day, Ray. Ray you're don't. having
1: your best day yet. I that's think rant. We've, yeah, we that's we've rant. Definitely skipped a lot, but you know, we'll pick it up on the daily.
0: My notes are no. home.
1: My notes are you're home. You're not
0: gonna no, you're not gonna say that you're not gonna put all the good stuff on your little nine o'clock well, show. I was gonna that talk, ain't happening. No, 7 by, AM show.
1: By the way, the model for the Daily Show, I am going to in retrospect manage the game. I'm gonna kinda of take it apart and manage Yeah, good, bad, nug, whatever. We're going to manage the game as I saw it, and uh, I think it's going to be interesting. I'm not going to bore people with it, but we're going to talk about the things that don't make it to the paper or there's not necessarily a statistic for, uh, or why did uh, Robbie do what he did, Um, and I'll probably mutilate all the names for 15 minutes, but we're looking forward to it, and we're going to have some callers uh, on the show. That's going to be neat, too. But um, I, I was going to talk a little bit about the Cubbies. Are they for real, real quick? Bud, Cubs for real?
2: Uh, no. That's it, no. I don't think That's so. That's
1: it, no. No. They, they play 500 baseball?
2: Yes. Yeah. 500 team. So
1: they don't like the playoffs?
2: Mm, the wild card spot, probably not. I don't think so.
1: Right? Cubbies for real? No. No. Can we agree it's good for baseball when the Cubs are relevant? Was it Joe that said yeah. Yeah, yesterday? Yeah,
2: dinner, I I mean, I think it's good for baseball, the big team like the Cubs. You know, yeah. And Boston, the Yankees. Yeah. You know, all good for baseball. But those teams
1: especially are the Cubs with their storied tradition in Wrigley Field. And,
0: sure, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's good for baseball when the Cubs are relevant, no yeah. doubt about it. And I'll tell you what, the top four hitters, the leadoff guy, if you got, if you got his numbers handy, this is a kid in the minors that everybody was sensationalizing. Wait till you see. This guy and you know his modern league numbers are really gaudy, you But like any rookie, he comes up. Will he struggle? Will he adapt? And this is the table setter. And uh, of course, then you got you know Swanson and uh, you know Hap. You got a bunch of guys in the back when that can play. Bellinger's having a great year. Uh, who's the rookie? Oh, L- this guy's not a rookie, Nico. No, last year. The second baseman. Yeah, full name. Nico Horner. 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 Yeah, what's he batting now?
2: Uh, He is hitting three fifty-five this season. Hello. Yeah, yeah. he's doing good. He's 25 years old. Yeah,
1: and he sets the wow. table with Swanson and everybody else. And Bellinger's
2: having a comeback year. If he can be anything – and the Cubs could be for real if Bellinger yes. returned to his MVP form. He he is – And he's been great this
1: he's year. He's your quintessential wild card.
2: They've and be- wait till Mark Grace starts
1: hitting. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Do you have a rave or a rant, Mr. Meatman Raymond?
0: Do I have a rave or a rant? Yeah. Well, I wish you nothing but luck, my uh, Godfather, on your new show. That's greater. Yeah. We'll that's, call well, it. It's our
1: show. It's our show. Raiders. Yeah, but you know, you'll be making and, guest appearances.
0: And I will. I, I'm going to eat crow this week on my rant, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Good. Um And just for now, because like I said earlier, I believe they won't finish like they're starting, but I will eat crow on Stott and I will eat crow on Marsh Um and Castellanos because I said all three of them suck. You buried but, them. Uh, but they them. are. Yes. I did bury them, man. And I, I, I actually said Stott was a minor league hitter. Woo! Boy, how wrong was I? Yeah. Um, but I, I will say they're doing a hell of a job. I, I guess our, our hitting instructor is either uh, giving them something magical or is magical. Um, and I, uh, you know, I'm a guy that's, you know, when I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong. And all three of them are 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 killing the ball. So. Yeah, that's what I got for you.
1: Right, uh, it's been a while, and I agree with all of that. Fairly stated, uh, it's been a while since I've I've ran it. I'm not sure this is a rant. Twofolded, I just would tip my hat to uh, Philly's Nation that has been so unjustifiably criticized. And I'm not going to mention here because I don't want the show to be a dumping ground for you know talk sports talk radio, which I enjoy. Hypocritical to say that, but it's they've been criticized. So many times in comparison to Eagles fans and all that nonsense, the size of the parade and I can, the list goes on. And, oh, last year was a fluke because of this and that, and and they won't have the attendance this year. Well, I believe right now their attendance average is close to 40,000. It, clo- it may be exactly 38. Uh, and I think last year they averaged 20 or 29. That's a 10K jump at least. Um, But when they start selling the place out against Colorado and whatnot, and this is April, you know, kids are in school, the colder weather, even though it's been like summer. But, I mean, better thing, wait till they play the good teams like the Braves and and, and whatnot. So uh, hats off to the Phillies fans that didn't necessarily come back. They're always there. It's why they voted Charlie Manuel, the the, the best uh, coach of all. It's why their apparel sells more. Than other jerseys in football. Baseball's never left Philadelphia, but somehow we've crafted and groomed this perception, unfounded perception, that the the Phillies nation was sometimes like third behind basketball. Or one time on the morning show they said it's as bad as hockey. <laughs> and I was like, you gotta be kidding me. They're out there laying in wait. Give them a product to support. And last year when they signed Harper, they got their first ten thousand. Started to win last year, they added more to that. Now this year so far, they go to the World Series, they're averaging thirty-eight, forty thousand. I don't know if you got the right number. I don't have it on Yeah, that. It, it's right there. Check it out. Uh, the other thing is a rant request. We get a lot that I'm not blowing anybody's horn here, especially my own. But you know, on on everything sacred, we get a lot of positive feedback about this, about this podcast. In many different ways, and there's a lot of room to improve, and we recognize that. We're trying. We love feedback on it. But we get so many people that acting frustrated to say, I don't know what to tell you in terms of constructive uh, criticism. Don't interrupt. But, but we love the show. We love the format the way it is. And then you say, are you giving us a push? Or are you referring it? And a lot of good friends and baseball friends say, no, nah, you know what, I'm guilty of that. I know it takes a little effort, but for those of you, uh, and it's about somewhere between 160 and 250 uh, that are really devoted listeners, if you could take the time to share the show with the sports fan and baseball fan and show them how to subscribe, and I know that's a little tricky. I've seen people try to do it, and it, it sounds simple, and sometimes it's not. Walk them through it. But we would really appreciate it because we think it's a really enjoyable uh, show. We think the guests now with Frank uh, and Bo and Charlie, I don't know how you get much better than that. Uh, And they're the the three guests we're sticking with. We could go outside of that. But we want to just be core-centric to those three guys. And uh, I think it's a really entertaining show. And, and yeah, it can get better. Help us out if you can. And take the time and say, hey, you know what? I love your show. And – I sent it. It's a chain letter, man. You sent it to five. They sent it to four. (laughs) Yeah. Next thing you know, you're starting. Our our goal. We'd like to get to five hundred devoted listeners. That's a that's a lofty goal without sponsorship or advertising. We think the show uh, content can do that, Uh, especially if I shut up and turn to Wiz.
0: And send us some money while you're at it. I already said <laughs> Chad, by the way, I just walked a while, while I'm back and got a soda. <laughs> um, and I'm actually done drinking it. What no, it I, was, I agree with you. Yeah. You are absolutely right, and I'm going to take Chad's time. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead, Chad.
2: Well, I'm going to agree with what Ray was saying. I was another uh, outspoken critic for Stott and uh, Marsh, probably even a little bit for Cast- Castellanos, too, at the beginning of the season. And all three of those guys, especially Marsh and Stott, have been very, very strong and look like that. You know they're going to have really good seasons. And for you know the young guys, Stott and uh, and Marsh, maybe even have, um, especially Stott. I Definitely believe in Stott having you know, a really solid career in front of him. Great opportunities and a solid hitter. And Stott's great defensively. So I'm going to uh, eat some of that a little bit too because that was. Uh, not the best call and definitely want to hold that accountable but there. So It's that's also
1: early for both you guys. A little disclaimer building. It is early. Yeah. One thing we did yeah. not talk about, I knew something was itching, that the Phillies have really benefited and enjoyed from some, some soft scheduling so far. Stay tuned for not necessarily consecutive order, but stay tuned for Seattle, uh, Houston, the Astros, Dodgers, Red Sox, who are hitting right now, Blue Jays, San Fran, Braves, Cubs, Mets, Arizona, uh, by June first, uh, that's the schedule. I don't know if I call it a gauntlet, but that's the schedule. Almost all five hundred teams right now that the Phillies could struggle with some better pitching. By June first, are, are they a five hundred team? Was after that schedule, Ray? Think about Four it. Games 500. Four games under five hundred. Four games under market. Oh, we can we market we? Yeah, okay. So we we will definitely note uh, that question and the answer, Ray.
0: I say they're 500, and I'll tell you why. They, they will play up to these guys because they always play down to the other guys, and I, I'm telling you. I, I just see them. I just think they're going to be 500, no oh, doubt.
1: I'm with you, Buck. I got two games over 500 by June 1st. Bookmark it. Make sure we're aware of it. How the heck do people get a hold
2: of us? How do they subscribe? How do we grow it? Our website, speaking of sportspod.com, or Twitter, speaking of sports Podcast. you'll find us on all the social media Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. And, uh, you know, subscribe to the show, like it, give it a follow, give it a rating if you haven't, and uh, turn the notifications on so you get the um, notifications each week when the show comes out. Should be a little plus button or a bell button on what platform you're using. Something that says follow the show is all it really takes. And, uh, and that'll be good. You guys want your questions addressed
1: on The Daily Show? Speaking of sports, my cell. Basically, I don't sleep at all now, so text me anytime you want. I'll make sure. I will promise you I'll do the research. I'll give you a fair answer on The Daily Show. We're looking forward to it. Uh, We're going to be on drive time, and I want to thank the producer, Rich, for changing a lot of his schedule to make that happen uh, I'm paying dearly for that. That's oh, a joke, Richie. Uh, but we're looking forward to, uh, and you guys are going to be a part of It's not just the Chuck Solo show, even though you both think I try to do that right now, right? <laughs> uh-huh. All right, Raymond, take us out of here, big guy. I want to thank everybody again. Like us,
0: subscribe, tell a friend, and I wish Chuck good luck Thanks, and check. And I will see you all next week, everybody. Two Stop. weeks. <laughs> God bless. Two weeks, I'm God. sorry, every two weeks.
2: You silly weeks. bastard.
0: Say it, they dude. want me on even less. I
1: can't
2: believe <laughs> we, we love, love worry there. rights. Over, over and out.